Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the wrestling fans out there, who would be Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson? Great questions, probably with no answer. Next time we see Ryan Clark, we'll certainly ask him that question. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you from the South Street Seaport Studios here in Lower Manhattan with some folks outside enjoying a nice day in New York where it actually hit the 50s yesterday. And speaking to New York, fellas, Big news, Mel Kuyper Jr. has put out his latest mock draft. It's available right now to check out anytime you want, ESPNplus.com. ESPN Plus will be there. It'll have that story for you. We'll have Mel on in 45 minutes. The reason it's a big deal in New York, Mel has never had trades in his mock draft, right? It's hard to do that, but he actually has done it for the first time. He's got six trades in his top 15 Picks And there's one thing that's really stood out to Jay and one thing that's really stood out to Key. So let's break it down again. Mel will be here in 45 minutes to give the rationale. First ever mock draft with trades. His six in the top 15. The first of those six comes at number two. We all know it's going to happen at number one. Key, the Jets currently have the number two pick. Mel is projecting the Atlanta Falcons to go up, make a swap with the Jets, they would then have the number two pick in Mel's mock draft, and they would select Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. That's what they would do. I know what you would do at number two at the quarterback position, which is to say nothing. Well, I would trade out of it if I'm the New York Jets, for sure. Who wants to go right ahead? What do you have for me to get to the number two spot? Because I'm going to stick with Sam. And then I'll trade out of that spot. I'll pick up some more picks along the way, whether they're future picks or this year's draft, either or, whatever it is that we come to an agreement on. And you could pick whatever quarterback you want to because I have my eyes on another prize. I have my eyes on something that will help my quarterback that I keep at a wide receiver position. So you're not or taking a quarterback by, at two? No, I'm, I not, I'm not taking a quarterback at two. No, I'm not. I got Sam Darnold. Why do really? I need another quarterback? I keep hearing people say he needs a change of scenery. No, he needs a change of damn coaching staff, which he just got. And he needs some playmakers around him. That's it. It's that simple. Let's not overthink it and make it seem like this quarterback is just so bad that they got to move him and move on. Then you add in the finances. They could essentially have him for four more years after this year. The fifth-year option, plus they can franchise him three franchise tagging three times if they choose to do so. So they still got wiggle room to play around with to see what he would turn out to be under this new regime over the next couple of years. It's not that complicated. The only person I let Sam Donald go for is if I can get Deshaun Watson. That's like, it. That, that's, that's it. it. That's it. But, but I, I do have a question about Mel Kuyper's draft process here because it, one of the things that jumped off the page to me. Okay, you're gonna if the Jets are gonna trade from the second pick to the fourth pick, they're gonna use the fourth pick on Kyle Pitts. Like, can you can you get Kyle Pitts lower in the draft? Like, maybe I don't know eight or nine. Like instead of the fourth pick, that 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 seems like a high pick for a tight end. Let me see. Are you okay with that? Well, it's it's a high pick for it, but you got other teams that potentially, if you let him fall too far, the Philadelphia Eagles could certainly use him at six. They got a young quarterback. They need a player. Uh, to at a skill position, sort of kind of tied in wide receiver to help a young quarterback. I know that they just took Jalen Rigger out of TCU mm-hmm. two years ago, but he hasn't turned out 
to be anything um, that they thought when they selected him. So you got other teams that are jockeying for Kyle Pitts. So, you know, I don't know that I would take him at four, but others may feel different because I always feel like there's certain positions I can get. I can find that guy later in the draft or in the second or third round and be fine with it. Yeah, keep in mind Kyle Pitts had a tremendous career catching passes, mostly last season from Kyle Trask at Florida. One other thing I just wanted to mention, because people are like, oh my goodness, how can you draft a tight end in the top 10? I understand if it's Tony Gonzalez or if it's Gronk. I get all that. But just revisionist history, folks. Two years ago, the Lions drafted TJ Hawkinson with the eighth overall pick. So drafting a tight end in the top 10 is not some sort of thing that's like out of the question. The Lions just did it a couple of years ago. Here's a couple of... work out? No, no. I'm, I mean, <laughs> also, saw Mac, also saw Mac Jones in the top 10 key. That's so where we, quarterback Mac Jones top 10. Yeah, let's go there now. So essentially with the Mac Jones situation, you're looking at it here from Jones's perspective. I mean, it's interesting. I, but let's start with this. How about reuniting at number three, Devontae Smith, reuniting him with his college quarterback to a tongue of Iloa in Miami. Then we'll get to Mac Jones and even Trey Lance now going to a very interesting. I game. mean, all this is a mock drafts on, on Mel Kuyper's 2.0. And I think, what he is essentially saying there is the Miami Dolphins certainly need to get a receiver. Who that receiver will be, I don't know. Will Toa Tungavalea still be there to be the quarterback to reunite him with his former teammate that he threw the touchdown to win a national championship to when they were freshmen? Key, what, I'm excuse Key, me. how do you say his name again? Tua Tungavalea. <laughs> okay, he said Tua Almost Tungvalea. had it. Almost had it. We got plunty of time, though. Vunga, Tua Tungavaloa, Talea, whatever. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, it it got doesn't it. matter. He knows what I'm saying, and you do too, and everybody out there that's listening know. Key, let me ask you this about Devontae Smith. You, you made a mention of this yesterday. Is his frame and size, does that concern you? Well, I'm always skeptical of – guys with slight frames because the NFL is made up of big dudes. It's a big man's league. And don't tell me anything about no damn Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is stocky. It's a different situation with Tyreek Hill. It's different with Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is not as rail thin as a lot of people think he is. And he's really a taller wide receiver. Um, You know, it just, it, it makes you wonder. You know, Marvin Harrison, people point to Marvin Harrison because it's a great comp, but Marvin Harrison, you know, was a different type of dude. I mean, you know, they they made sure to also protect Marvin Harrison in a lot of different ways so he can play every single game and be effective for the Indianapolis Colts. So you just got to make sure that you put Devontae Smith in the right situation because college football and the NFL are two different things, man. I just would love to see Devontae Smith with Brian Flores and and how they run – their offense down there in Miami. I think that'll be really interesting for Tua. We'll see. Now, Jay, you invoked a couple of more trades. You actually mentioned Mac Jones's name. So, as I mentioned, Mel, six trades in his top 15. We talked about the first two would be the Jets and the Falcons swapping picks two and four. Let's move a little further down here. And this would be at the eighth pick, straight up with Carolina looking for a quarterback. Mac Jones. People were criticizing this when they had Mac Jones as a top 15 pick. Jay, right now, Mel's got straight up Carolina at eight, taking Mac in the top 10. Look, I'm, I'm not a quarterback guru. Uh, granted, he had a lot of weapons 
uh, this year, his whole career. I just, you know, one of the things I look for is just your speed and how you move around in the pocket. And at times it seems like he lacks in that category. So, you know, with the way I hear people talk about Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or things of that sort, it just was shocking to me that Mac Jones was all of a sudden in the top 10 of the draft. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. Well, it, it, look, here's what I would say. He certainly has gravy boots, right? It's cement in his shoes where he barely can move around back there. But that's okay. If you have an offensive line that can protect him and you have weapons around him like they had in Alabama, you can have success with quarterbacks that are like him. One of the things for me, having been very close to uh, USC's program and some of the systems that were run out there or even Washington and Steve Sarkeesian and watching what him and Lane Kiffin were able to do with a number of quarterbacks with talent around them. They've all flourished under those two guys. So when I look at Mac Jones, I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, as an outsider, not a guy that's in the building with them every single day game planning, just knowing what I saw. When I look at the Mark Sanchez's, the Matt Liners, the, the Jake Lockers, these type of quarterbacks that have been under their tutelage, whether it was Blake Sims, whether it's just it, all those guys, they had success underneath them. When they got to the next level in the National Football League and they got away from the Sark Lane Kiffin play calling, they wasn't as good, so to speak. Here's one more I want to hit with both of you right after Carolina. Denver was scheduled to pick at nine, but in Mel's mock draft, first ever trade edition, again, Mel will be joining us here in about 36 minutes from now to give us all the rationale, but it's just so fun to go through this and give our thoughts before Mel gives his logic. Again, NFL draft, April 29th, ESPN, ESPN radio. This is interesting. Obviously, the Pats need a quarterback. They could bring Cam back. We've talked about it throughout the week. Mel has the Broncos and the Pats swapping, so essentially New England moves into Denver's spot at nine, and then the Broncos move into the Pats spot at 15 and in the top 10 at number nine mel has new england taking north dakota state quarterback trey lance how about that that's pretty high right new england hasn't taken a quarterback that high and even they haven't even drafted that high in such a long time since 2008 (laughs) so when you when you think about it it could work i don't know that they want to start with a rookie uh, I think that they probably would like to have a veteran there and then set themselves up for the future. They'd done that before where they had Drew Bledsoe, who was a who was a guy under contract that they drafted with the number one overall pick that was a little starting to get a little bit older. They drafted a young guy who turned out to be the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, yep. even though he went in the sixth round. They still took a quarterback to groom him behind Drew Bledsoe. So, Maybe this is what they want to do. They want to draft a quarterback to groom behind a veteran guy, even though a couple years ago they drafted Jared Stidham. But clearly this year they showed us that they were not bullish on him whatsoever because when they had an opportunity to play him, when Cam was struggling, they refused to do so. And one last thing I want to add before we go to the phone lines. By the way, we always talk about how different things can look the same or how the same things can look different. Mac Jones, two Carolina, according to Mel's mock draft, and then Trey Lance to the Patriots. 8-9, back and forth. By the way, this will be interesting to watch as we hit April 29th. Both of those guys have started 17 college games. The problem is, Mac started 17 college games, mostly playing in the SEC. Remember, last year in college football in the SEC, all SEC schedule before you got to the playoffs. So you're playing every week against the best conference. <clears throat> water. Again. Uh-oh. Water. Water break. <clears throat> in America. And if you're Trey Lance... 
you've never really played anyone in the Power Five. I will mention North Dakota State was supposed to open the season with Oregon, and then when the Pac-12 said we're not playing, it blew up. It could have been his only chance. So it's 17 games of evaluation, 17 for Mac against the best in college football, and with all due respect, 17 for Trey Lance against a much key lower level of football. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests are on the Goodyear hotline. Mel can take us through all the 32 first-round picks. You'll notice there is one team absent, and that is the Houston Texans, who do not have a first-round pick. And that's where Josh in North Carolina wants to go this morning. Josh, what do you have? Hey, um, I think Dallas should go ahead and trade for Deshaun Watson and give up the number 10 pick, Zeke, um, Tyron Smith, and the number one next year. I mean, you show wow. sure wow. sure trying wow. to get me two dudes that's broke down. He's trying to get me Tyron and Ed Zeke with people questioning one's health and one's ability to sustain what got him paid. You want me to take that off your heads now. Whatever Josh in North Carolina is on right now, I want some of that key. That seems like that's good. <laughs> Shane in Oregon, you've got a Cowboys <laughs> thought. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning from the West Coast here. I just had a question. You guys were talking about big fellas. What if Dallas traded Gallup? Who do you think he'd fit in with? Trade Gallup? Who would he fit in with? Wide receiver Michael Gallup. What do you say? I mean, he could fit in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people need receiver help, Um, depending on what happens with what teams. The Jets can use him. Yeah. Uh, Man, it's a ton ton of teams can use him. A ton of teams can use him. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over 30 coverage options at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Again, Mel Kuyper Jr. will be here in 31 minutes. His draft is out right now for the first time ever. He's got trades, as I mentioned, six in the top 15. We actually ran through five of those six. We'll talk to Mel again in 31 minutes, and you can see the story right now on ESPN+. If you can't wait, he's made predictions for all 32 Spots in the first round. Time for a little NBA. And hey, Zubin. Yes. I was going to ask you, before we get to the NBA, I got to tell you, Key, yeah. there is video of Miles Garrett playing basketball. Yo, he, he, he could get an NBA contract. I've never, I've never seen. What's I he mean, doing? The only football player I've seen move like this is Julie, uh, Julius, uh, Peppers. Julie, Julius Peppers when I played against him at North Carolina. Like, I'm telling you, Miles Garrett could get an NBA contract. There is a video online of him balling. I'm talking about a sweet jumper. I'm talking about banging it on people. I'm like, who the hell? Wait, could he be a two-way player? I'm yeah, just- I don't really want to really see my star defensive end playing no damn basketball right He's now. He's open. I'm telling you. The I don't want to see okay, that okay, okay. of my star defensive end playing basketball right now in the offseason. I don't want to see it. Yeah. And if I was the Cleveland Browns, I certainly would be, hey, Miles, man, what the hell are you doing? Take me inside <laughs> All this over the internet. As a contract. Man, like, what are you doing? You signed a $100 million deal. Can they put in the deal like, hey, bro, like I know like you can't go snowboarding, you can't do all that crazy stuff. But when you had contracts, I mean, you're right. He's a $100 million man. He's a linchpin of their defense. And basketball, as we know, is a, is a huge contact sport with regards to jumping and landing and this and that. He's playing in low tops. <laughs> He's playing in low tops, Key. Yeah, like I, I'm not really it. with that. You got to send him some Adidas high tops to get him going. I'm not, really, I'm not really with that. I hate mm. to bring light to the situation, but I'm just not. 
<laughs> that ain't my deal as, as, a, as a front office exec. I'm really not trying to have my star players doing non-football acclimated things to get into shape. Like, should Stefanski call him? Should Andrew Berry, the GM, call I'm, I'm him? Sure, like, hey, I'm, bro, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm yes. sure somebody that reached out to him by now and was like, yo, what, what, yo, come on, man. Think about this now. Because coaches that I've been with and front office people, I, they, they were not having it. They didn't want you doing those sort of things. They didn't want you skiing which I was going to do anyway. They didn't want me riding a motorcycle, no pun intended. Jeez. I wasn't doing that anyway. Why? Jay. I'm just saying those things. Why? I know, but why? You, you just happen to be. Look, you just happen to jab me. You love to jab me. I saw the smirk on you, your damn face. You just happen to be on the see, show, and that was one I of the criteria <laughs> in the contracts. You know, no skydiving, something I'm not doing, none of the extreme stuff. And so there were guys that I remember being with the Jets and somebody tore their ACL uh, playing basketball. And guess what? Got Gone. Cut. Yeah. Another because voice. they wasn't having it. They just, you know. Was it, was it, remind me of this, was it Robert Edwards who? No, he was with us and he did that with us in the Pro Bowl in the sand. Right, in the sand. But that essentially. The, and, but that was part of the league. That was a league thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really. It wasn't a individual thing. It was it was like the the rookie Pro Bowl, so gotcha. to speak. But that's like the worst case scenario. When yeah. you do something like that, you just go off the the grid just a little bit, and those sorts of things tend to happen. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was the rookie, basically the rookie Pro Bowl. We, they tried that for a minute. It, <laughs> it didn't go well because of Robert Edwards playing in the sand in, in Hawaii at the rookie Pro Bowl. Yeah, for this. Yeah, so I need less of Miles Garrett on the court, and I need more of Miles Garrett on the phone trying to get J.J. Watt. That's what I need. That's fair enough. So uh, if Miles Garrett could play in the association, let's switch gears to the association. For Wait, hold on. Before we switch to the association, let me ask you this, though, Jay. So when we, we talk about players' salaries, right, how mm-hmm. should we how should we – approach saying that a guy needs to take care of his family for the rest of his life so he doesn't want to sign a contract. How do, how should we couch that? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, when we typically, like when we say a guy should take care of his family for the rest of his life or a guy what? says he wants to take care of family for the rest of his life, even though he made $25 million or something like that, yeah. people get, you know, all tight. Oh, he's making $25 million. What do you mean take care of the rest of his family for the rest of his life? When other well, people are out there making hundreds of millions of dollars to take care of their family, general, general, you know, the, the generational money, generational wealth and money. And when athletes say that they're going to take care of their family for the rest of their lives, how do you make it clean where it's not a problem? Well, CK, when, whenever I hear an athlete say this, and this mm-hmm. has been since the beginning of time for me, I don't think about my immediate family. I think about, oh. like, I have a daughter and a son, right? Yes. I'm like, okay, it's going to take care of their families. And then if they have kids, they can utilize it and take uh. care of their families. Okay. So family means multiple generations. That's kind of what me. That's kind of what I thought. But I thought I would go to the Duke guy to get a better perspective because, <laughs> you know, as I was just wondering, because someone said to me. Are you getting some bad tweets? Someone said to me that, you know. Guy makes $37 million. What do you mean he needs to take care of the rest of his family? I'm like, I told well, you, Keith, stay sports, off Twitter. Sports is different than everyday life. It's different. That's yeah, all. To your point, to The Jay's money's point, different. To, the, to Jay's point, I mean, this has been happening since the beginning of time. I mean, who is the most notorious guy that said that? Sprewell. Yeah. yeah. Right? When Sprewell yeah. well, said that. 
Well, right? and think then he about the somebody reaction. Out, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's done a lot of yeah. He he made a mistake. <laughs> Let's just say that. On which? I'm sorry. <laughs> Spree made a mistake yeah. okay. by saying what he said and didn't sign the deal, and then it backfired on him. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But when someone says that they want to take care of their family, like KJ Wright, for instance, right. he's not taking a hometown discount. So when owners don't take hometown hometown discounts and decide not to pay players right. to keep the money in their pocket, how come we don't say that about them? Listen, I can tell you this from being a non-athlete. Yes, believe it or not, I was a non-athlete. No, here's the thing that I can say that that you guys have just you live in this world of like everybody um, made it to the top. So it's something that you guys are in that all mutual club. The reality is this. Point zero 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 one percent of people that play youth sports can mm-hmm. end up playing it professionally. So if you make it to the top of your craft yes. through hard work, ingenuity, work ethic, creativity, taking advantage of technology, having coaches, yes. people that push you, people that care about you, you made it. Well, guess what? Jeff Bezos is in the point zero 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 one percent. Of business owners because he knew how to code or Elon Musk is in the point zero, 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 zero. It's the same situation when you can get to a point where you are at a point where you have a skill, whether it's dribbling or shooting or catching or tweeting or about the market for Elon Musk or tweeting. Sorry, sorry go ahead. Or <laughs> coming up with SpaceX. And all. if you have a skill set that only a handful of people on our seven billion planet have. Mm-hmm. If you have that, whether it's sports, you're an amazing actor, you're an amazing businessman, or amazing businesswoman, you're right. We never say Bezos or Musk shouldn't make money. They were ingenuity. They were thinking of things that never had been thought of before, right? Never, never lose sight of this. Netflix started in 1997. Do you know Netflix started? Today, Netflix is Netflix, and by the way, Disney Plus Charging hard. But Netflix started in 1997. You would know this, Key. I'm just trying to protect the brand. In 1997, in a a cafe in L.A., Key, you know this, one executive said to another, do you think if I sent you this DVD in the mail, it would get to your house without breaking? He said, I don't know. Try it. It got there. That was the early iteration of Netflix. It's now turned into this. If you have a skill set that nobody else has, you can make people laugh the way nobody can make people laugh. You're going to make money. That's it. Do it. Yeah. So exactly. to me, there's no difference. If you have something that the rest of the world can't get or wish they had, you deserve to benefit off that no I, matter I what just, you do. I just asked I a question to Jay just because I, I find it fascinating when people, when we say as an athlete, I got to take care of my family and everybody goes crazy. But if Jeff Bezos or whoever, Elon Musk or whoever out there that making all this money, mm-hmm. Still work like why are you still working? You got like a hundred billion dollars. What are you still and no one says anything? Yeah, and I would say it's like it's just like crazy to me. We're gonna hit the break, but I'm not gonna name the name. Earlier this week he showed me his phone. It was four forty one in the morning on the West Coast, and one of the most powerful executives in sports yes. had texted Key, and I'm like, 441, this dude is up. He's like, how do you think he made this money, man? I mean, yes, exactly. How do you exactly. think he made his money? Exactly. He's up listening to us. Right. So he texts me. Right. And, and so that's how he made his money, by working. He doesn't need to work. Yeah. But they he, live to work. Yeah. But I'm not telling him to take a pay cut for his family. Uh, no. On the way. Anyway. The Lakers need a little bit Moving of work. On. The NBA's best team dominated the league's best Player. So what's LeBron saying about it? We'll talk about it next.
on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Drink some water, Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. But his jaw said he can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Both sides no, have said can. stuff. I can show you how to open it up. <laughs> That's definitely a cliche. Let's not get into that. this That's whole conversation. I'm bring, how do you put the I'm toothpaste bring, back in I'm the tube? I'm going to bring some toothpaste, and I'm going to show you how to put it back in the tube. Back in the tube. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I want to see it. it. I'm going to show you how to put it back. It's not hard. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Left side, Donovan. They're switching everything. Donovan beats Wesley to the rack, cocks the right-handed hammers. Oh, Donovan! Wow! 81-57. Time out because i got to check and make sure the rim is still attached to the glass. <laughs> On 97-5, the zone. The real question, of course, if you were with us during the commercial break, and I know you weren't, uh, but the real question is, could Donovan Mitchell play in the NFL? <laughs> we'll ask the reverse here. In just a second, we had a really cool conversation. want to bring you in on it. Jazz over the Lakers by 25. Best team in the NBA record-wise hit 22 threes. Lakers continue to struggle from deep. They were 8 for 33 from downtown, as Marv would say. The Lakers have lost four in a row. Guess where they're going tomorrow night? They're heading home. ESPN, second game of the double dip. They'll take on Dame and the Blazers. Indiana and Boston will get you started for NBA Friday night, every night, apparently is good for the Jazz. Four and four start. They are just money. L.A. County Sheriff saying Tiger Woods, quote, not drunk during the crash that we have all been watching and waiting and hoping for the best for Tiger out of surgery. Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva did say at the press conference on Monday that there was no impairment. He didn't think anything happened untoward to cause the crash, and that essentially has been confirmed. He called it, quote, purely an accident. Black History Airways on this date in 1964. Cassius Clay became the new heavyweight champion of the world after defeating Sonny Liston. And then, of course, he went on to be known forever as Muhammad Ali. Sports Center is brought to you by Indeed. With Indeed, there's no waiting for real results. 
Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver great candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim your $75 credit towards your first upgraded post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. I think if you live to 1,000, you still couldn't get through everything that's available on stream. You could live to 2,000. There is so much stuff out there. Yeah, no, it is. It's fun, though. It's fun trying to find exactly what it is that you want to watch. Because you can find See, yourself stuck. That's what I'm saying. I get too lost. I go down a deep, dark hole. I find one random stuff. Next thing I know, I've been searching for stuff for like an hour and a half, and I've lost my entire window to watch a damn movie. Or or entire window to do anything else. You sit there stuck. You know, I I, I got that, that print in my couch from just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> you snuggle right back into that thing. It's been indented for hours right, and cool. hours. Are you going to communicate with your family? It's like... <laughs> Well, I'm watching TV right now. <laughs> we just communicate the way we do with everybody else. Just pick up your phone and text them. They're five feet away. Just uh, oh, I don't need to have a conversation. The worst. With you. Hang on. I, 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 I've gotten into that habit of FaceTiming my daughter and saying, hey, can you come? And literally, what I need is right behind me. There's nothing <laughs> funny. I don't want to miss anything. You go to a restaurant. You went out last night. Just look around. <laughs> There'll be a table of four, and they're all obvious. This is not like a double date. These are four people that yes. know each other, yeah. and the whole all thing texting. is this. Just everybody's on their all phone texting. just staring down. Not even looking at each other. Not even uh, acknowledging Zubin, each other. Zubin, you know what I do now? I, I no longer respond back to texts like with words. I just respond like I either like it or I give you like a question mark <laughs> or I give you like an exclamation point. A thumbs point. up. Like that's, that's what I do. Like that's how I respond now. I'm like, I don't have time. There you go. I told you that one time we went out to dinner and the whole family was sitting there with the texting, right? And then they were sitting next to us. You know me, I'm crazy as all outdoors. I leaned over. I said, you know y'all food getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was there for like five minutes and they're just, I'm like, their food is, your food's cold. Do we seem old and out of touch? This is the way the reality is now. No, I'm not old and no, out of touch. I'm, I'm not. No. You're forever young. That's I'm what I am forever young. Stop Come on, it. man. And if I had green eyes, ooh, man. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got you to do it one day. You just got to come with green contacts and see how if, people react. If I had green eyes. Black oh, dudes with green eyes. Hurt them even more. <laughs> Jay had his eyes. On Miles Garrett posted an whoa, incredible whoa, video, whoa. right? Oh, okay. No, no, not in that. Whoa. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. I'm just okay. kidding. Yeah, just, no, he, you know, he was jumping out of the gym in this incredible video. <laughs> Obviously, he's an NFL superstar. Yes. And we kind of led to the question with that crazy athleticism, which I'm sure, Jay, you can find this video on social media if anybody out there is looking for it, that he could jump out the gym and maybe even play in the NBA, let's set up the discussion. It's probably just a small handful of players. I mean, obviously, we've got a Super Bowl champion, an NCAA champion, a football player, an NFL guy that could play in the NBA. Let's just set up the discussion with Mel in New Jersey. Mel, what do you got this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. So uh, about last week, Bart, he went on some whole rant about LeBron trying to play in the NBA. So that's a really um, energized call. And I woke up, I seen the um, Miles Garrett uh, you know, the video this morning, I'm like, wow, man, this guy's crazy, huge, crazy ball. And I thought about Zion and how Zion just be ripping the ball away from people. I'm like, this guy, he'll do that. I don't know about all the lateral quickness and stuff, but I know in the paint, he'll definitely be a crazy problem. Yeah, I, I, I didn't play in the NBA, Jay, but I played with enough NBA players in early in my career in the offseason as well as pickup when I was in college. I, I hate to say it, man. I have never seen an NFL football player that could play in the NBA. I've never seen one, and I done played with plenty of them. Different sports, different skill set, 
in the NBA players in their craft and what they do is different. I understand Duncan. I get it. Tony Gonzalez played in college. Julius Peppers played in college. Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. I get it. Kent State, nice. NBA different, though, Jay, as you oh, know. I, it's I, I would say, different. I would say this about Miles Garrett. If Miles Garrett dropped like 20, 25 pounds, I, I don't know. His jumper looked nice. And there, there is something about, look, that's how Ben Wallace made his money, though, Key. He just set screens. He grabbed rebounds. He played hard. Like, you know, if, if Miles Garrett could shoot, if that's what he wanted to do, I, I don't know about that. I, I hear what you're saying. I think there are more NBA players that can play in the NFL then NFL players can play in the league because it's that specific trait of finesse and skill. But there are some players that could potentially translate. Here's what I would say. If you're telling me that there's guys that can play professional. Look at this, look at the, look at I, the I get, Man, I get it, Jay. I get it. But you, know, but you know as well as I know. We like it because he's athletic as hell. But you know, come on, man. What are you going to do with KD? No, what, no, he ain't he doing put, nothing. Well, he, that's I'm all not putting, I'm saying. I'm what, not putting Miles Garrett okay. on KD though. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? Put, what are you I'm gonna put, do with Blake Griffin? I'll put him on Blake Griffin. See, come on, man, stop, man, Jay. You what? you you playing to the you playing to the. No, I'm not. Stop, no, I'm not, man. Because I will rough Blake Griffin up. Stop. Will, he gonna bring fall my, out. Well, I, that's five. That's well, six thousand. Well, uh, that's six thousand. No, man. I didn't see. I didn't see Stephon Marbury go to the cup when I'm sitting there going. Man, did I'm he not, just really do that? I'm not bringing Miles Garrett on to be the most skilled player, at, you know, on my team. I'm bringing him on for the physicality, and if he can knock down jump shots at a, at an extended I mean, range, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying this translates to all NFL players, but like, I, you know, I don't know. I saw, I saw footage now of Henry Ruggs the third, like in high school. I, eh, See, man, come if, on, if man. He, if, I'm all football, and I'm all, I'm all football. I'm all for them so, dudes doing what they do. I'm just saying, for me, I felt like in high school, I was a good basketball player. There's no question about it. But I also played alongside NBA dudes, and I watched them. And I got run at Poly Pavilion. You know how we run out there at Poly Pavilion, Jay, in the offseason? Or yeah, you yeah. play in a Gore Hills rec center with some of the old veteran guys? Like, come on now. I've I got a name that. for you, Key. I got a name for you. Ronald Curry. Remember that name? Played a yeah, little bit with Oakland? Yeah, played with Oakland. Ronald Curry was National Player of the Year in basketball. And when he went to North Carolina, the only reason I feel like I surpassed him is because the training that he had playing football, mm -hmm. it changed his physique. Like, he couldn't come back. He lost his touch. He lost his skill set. So it changed the way he played on the court. But if Ronald Curry has specifically focused on basketball, I don't know. That might have been different. Well, all right, man. All Spe right. Speaking of different, for the first time ever, Mel Kuyper Jr. has included trades in his mock draft. Mel is Ooh. here next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This year, it's like nuts. Trevor Lawrence and then everybody else. Mac Jones is really the one that's most interesting to me right now. The Jets and Zach Wilson is a marriage that I think makes all sorts of sense beginning in 2021. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. All of those questions will be answered on April 29th when the draft rolls to Cleveland. We roll on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including the one and only Mel Kuyper Jr. You should have seen the look on Key's face when that draft chime popped up, right? It's just one oh, of those. I love that sound. Yeah, yeah the sound is just <laughs> yeah. amazing. Mm. Mel is the co-host of the First Draft Podcast with Mel Kuyper and Field Yates. And, of course, he is the authority on the NFL Draft. Mel's Mock Draft latest one is up on ESPN Plus right now, and Mel joins us. Okay, so the first time ever, you've included trades in your Mock Draft. You actually have six in the top 15. Let's start with the very first one with the Jets at two, swapping out with the Falcons at four. Atlanta moving up to get Zach Wilson out of BYU in the two spot. Take us through your rationale here, Mel. Heir apparent to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan will be 36. You think about in a division where you want to be ahead of the game there. Uh, go get Zach. Uh, Tom Brady can't play forever. You think about where the Jets would be with Kyle Pitts. Something they got nothing out of was a tight end position. Kyle Pitts can block in line. He can be outside as a wide receiver. Great matchup nightmare uh, for that offense against any defense he faces. So for Sam Darnold, if you're moving forward with Sam, surround him by better talent. A great start would be Kyle Pitts. Now that you said it the way you said it, Mel, it makes sense at four. I didn't think about... Matt, Mike LaFleur coming over from San Francisco, tied in position in the West Coast system is very valuable to them. So, yeah, number four makes sense for me. I was a little bit suspect at first, but now that I heard you say that, it makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, when you look at where these quarterbacks are right now, the hype surrounding Zach Wilson along with Matt Jones, what, why is that, Mac Jones, why is that right now? It's what people see, Key, and I think that's where scouts have to anticipate. They, they question Fields because he doesn't anticipate. He has to see guys open. Scouts have to anticipate and project, or you're not doing your job. Anybody can see what they see. It's what somebody's going to be down the road once they are coached up, once they gain more experience. And I think you look at Josh Allen, look at last year, Justin Herbert. It was the same criticism of them, that they had to see guys open. They didn't throw with the anticipation. Tua did it better. Sam Darnold did it better than Josh Allen. Look where they are now. So for me, I think uh, Justin Fields, people forget how great he was in 2019. An interrupted season because of COVID. Uh, you know, he didn't have Olave against Northwestern. He was beat up in that Clemson game. 
game, yet he still won that game, wasn't 100% for the national championship game against Alabama. Uh, so for me, Justin Fields is a guy that I've been consistent all along. I have him as the number two quarterback in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence. They were 1-1A one one coming out of college. I still have coming out of high school. I still have him there right now coming out of college. And I think Mac Jones, because of the great year he had. Now, the thing with Mac is only 17 career starts. Trey Lance, North Dakota State, only 17 career starts. So there's a little bit of a concern there. Uh, but for Justin Fields, I would have liked to have seen him go to Texas or Ohio State. You know, talk about where you're playing and, and had that great year. I'm talking about Trey Lance, like Justin Fields did leaving Georgia. So, But Trey Lance opted to come into the draft after only one game this year, which wasn't that impressive. He could have been the heir apparent to Fields. Could have gone with Sark to Texas. He opted to come in. Had he played next year, he would have been the number one pick in the 2022 draft, I think, hands down. So for a New England to go up and get Trey Lance makes sense. I think for certainly San Francisco to go up and get Justin Fields makes sense. And then Mac Jones at Carolina. Matt Rule had him senior bowl week. How can you not like what you saw if you're Matt Rule from Mac Jones down in Alabama? He was phenomenal in those practices. Let's go back to the New York Jets at number four. Circle back. I know you have them in your mock draft taking a tight end in Kyle Pitts opposed to a receiver in Jamar Chase from LSU. Why not a receiver to develop and get a tight end later on in the draft? It's a great question, Key. I think it's, it's tight end because you're not going to find anybody near what Kyle Pitts is in round two, round three, but you can find wide receivers in round two that are going to be really good. Nico Collins out of Michigan is a nice player, opted out, got his weight down at the Senior Bowl, a good power forward type receiver, no question about that. And a host of other guys could be in a slot, Amari Rogers at Clemson, think about Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. So a lot of receivers in round two and round three could be really, really good. No tight end in this draft is even close to Kyle Pitts. Mel, I love your energy. You bring it every single day. Uh, one team that you, you didn't have drafting your QB was the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's all we keep hearing about, rumors uh, from around them, them drafting yeah. a quarterback. Uh, how much did you consider that before putting out your mock draft? Jay, it was one of the big uh, considerations because you had heard all the rumblings, well, they may take a quarterback here uh, to compete with Jalen Hurts. I think that's a sideways move to an extent because what you can do here is help Jalen Hurts get Jamar Chase from LSU wide receiver, get Devontae Smith wide receiver Alabama if Miami decides to take Chase. Some one, one of those receivers will be there at six. Uh, I think support Jalen Hurts with some better talent. Hope Jalen Rager, your first-round pick last year, improves, uh, gets healthy, a little more consistency catching the football. You throw in a Smith or a Chase. Now you got weapons around Jalen Hurts where you can accurately evaluate him next season and see if he has the, the ability and shows the promise you need a quarterback to move forward, or do you have to cut ties and find somebody in 2022. I would give Jalen Hurts that opportunity. I think, yeah, I like Fields a lot. It's tough not to put Justin Fields in there and let him compete with Hurts. I get that. But uh, I would go with a receiver at that point over the quarterback. Mel, Penny Sewell, uh, you know, I, I've read things about him being one of the most dominant offensive linemen in the mm-hmm. past decade. Uh, is there any chance he goes higher than where you have him slotted? I don't think so, just because there's some mixed opinion on just how great he was. Remember, he didn't play this year. And in 2019, I thought he was really good. Some will nitpick and say, well, he's not Orlando Pace. He's not Jonathan Ogden. He's not that super elite left tackle. I thought he was really, really good. And had he played this year and improved over what we saw in 2019, he would have been in those comparisons. And that would have been accurate. But I think the opt-out, some teams are a little leery of that because you had no 
zero, zero ability to deal with the opt-outs, be there to work them out, see how they were doing, communicate with them, none of that. So I think teams are a little hesitant on the opt-outs. That's why Penny Sewell maybe could drop the five and really help out Joe Burrow be that left tackle on that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that they haven't had really going back a while. Uh, but uh, you would hope that Penny Sewell could be kind of like Anthony Munoz was when he came out of USC. Uh, Mel, we, we don't, on your mock draft right now, 2.0, we don't see any defensive players coming off the board until number 10 with Patrick Sertain Jr. out of Alabama. Certainly he has a pedigree from his dad who played a long time in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. Can we see the Cowboys take a quarterback in that spot? I don't think so. Cause I think they'll all be gone. I think all five of those guys will be gone by 10. It would be surprising to me if one was still there. I think the Cowboys, I thought about an offensive lineman like Rashawn Slater from Northwestern to really help out that line, help out Dak Prescott and uh, Zeke as well, uh, Zeke Elliott running the football. But I think corner is such a neat area. Sertan's a plug-and-play corner, fundamentally, technically sound. Cover skills aren't as good as Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, but Farley opted out. Farley's not the tackler that Patrick Sertan the second is. Uh, so I went with the corner, but I very easily could have put an offensive lineman in there. I did not really consider a quarterback for Dallas, mainly because I don't think they will, and I think those other five quarterbacks will be gone by that point. By the way, Mel has Farley, who, as he mentioned, opted out going to Denver at number 15 after they make a swap with <laughs> New England, one of six trades he's got in his first round all in the top 15 the entire article can be viewed right now on espn plus and i just want to remind everybody the nfl draft on espn and espn radio we should also note that mel of course is the co-host of the first draft podcast alongside todd mcshay and field yates new episodes drop every tuesday as we work our way to the final thursday in april the draft for all of these questions will be answered Mel, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure we'll have you on the road to the draft. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. All righty. That's some great, great info. Key, great point there. And by the way, just a couple of things is, uh, you know, Jay mentioned Penny Sewell going at five to Cincinnati, opting out Jamar Chase, who opted out the entire season for LSU. He goes to Philadelphia at six instead of the quarterback that has been discussed. And then, like you said, Key, all offense until you get to America's team at number 10. That tells you a lot about the way the league is going. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe there's not enough prospects that on the defensive side that can get pushed up. Right. It's every Or Joe year, Burrow right? saying, please, Lord, give me some protection. Please. He does certainly need it. You heard what uh, Mel said, comparing him to Anthony Munoz and Walter Jones. Those are the two guys he thinks Sewell can be like. If that's the case, mm. Joe Burrow's not going to have to look over that blind side too much. That's incredible. On the way, the draft is April 29th. Why, the biggest day next might be March 23rd. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.